Actually, the idea of this paper uh, was as a bit of a spoof. So I'm picking up a little light motifs throughout the day um, and sort of cross-referencing uh, images that we might have seen before. Um, the problem is that this paper was actually a version of an earlier paper. And in trying to sort of make it more spoofy, it became a bit more serious, so it's a little bit confused um, in terms of how funny it actually is. But then I think that's probably because the symbol I'm dealing with is actually not really that funny. Um, anyway, so first we have Mother Dearest, and as you can see, we have the Nargis image and um, a variant of another kind of suffering woman because she's got to clean things. Not something I do much of. Um, and here are the three little sections that you're getting. <coughs> so first we have the goddess. I really like this Mother India restaurant. It's in Edinburgh and I've never tried it, but apparently it's very, very nice. Is it? Okay, good. <laughs> Next time I go to Edinburgh. Um, yeah, okay, so sorry. <laughs> um, so the goddess. Virginia Woolf once said, as a woman, I have no country. As a woman, I want no country. As a woman, my country is the whole world. Ironically, though, as Robert Young observes, the nation is often imagined as a woman. And the ideology of nationalism often invests the nation's identity upon an idealized patriarchal image of the ideal woman, quite often rather sexy looking. Um, which begs the question, if the body of the nation is a woman, what sort of woman should she be? So in India, as we know, um, the woman is Mother India Bharat Mata, and she's the national personification of India as Mother Goddess. She's reigned supreme across the political spectrum, especially if you read um, uh, Kajri and Asumati, since the 19th and 20th centuries. So for many left-leaning intellectuals, she was buxom and benign, a caring female who sheltered and united India's diverse communities and classes. For the Hindu right, um, increasingly, she is fair and fragile, with an accent on the fair, in need of macho protection against the Islamic other. If the specter of the mother goddess has haunted India's popular culture from the early years of the freedom movement through posters, maps, movies, and political propaganda, um, as both Khaji and uh, Sumati have repeatedly reminded us, Mother India has also dominated the work of modern and contemporary artists with more or less controversy. And of course, um, sort of alluding to Hussein, which is one of the controversies we're going to visit. So this paper will argue that in India, nation as mother is a divisive symbol. And even at her most benign and buxom, it is debatable whether she can ever really be the all-encompassing carer that her champions would have us believe. So yeah, some images of Mother India. Um, that's Pushpamala obviously making a bit of fun. Um, so Pushpamala's portrait leaves us in some doubt as to her intentions. 
um, about Mother India. So buxom she is, but is she a spoof or a commemoration of the original 1997 image? For in India today, Mother India, as I've said, is a divisive figure. So why? In case you've forgotten, unlikely I know, especially today, the Hindu right, also known as Hindutva, won a landslide victory in, 2000, in the 2014 general elections. Hindutva is sometimes referred to as the saffron terror, um, saffron being quite an important color for us, I'll come back to that, targets religious minorities, especially Muslims, lower castes, homosexuals, and has instigated sectarian riots, most notably in Bombay in 1992 and Gujarat in 2002. It consists of three organizations, the, voluntary, um, the, the Volunteer Militant RSS, uh, the VHP, um, and of course the politically electable uh, BJP. Hindutva is preoccupied with creating, arguably, a militant macho Hindu Rashtra, Hindu nation. And it sees the Indian past as a long conflict uh, with Muslim conquerors. And the idea is to claim back India for the Hindus, but a particular version of Hinduism, which I think most people in this room would not agree with, but anyway. But the, what's interesting to me is that they often do this um, in the name of Mother India. So this was brought home to us in March 2016, when Hindu Vadis called for the mandatory utterance of the slogan Bharat Mata Ki Jai, Victory for Mother India, as the sole test of patriotism caused afar among Indian Muslims, whose elected representatives refused to say it in parliament, since Mother India is usually depicted as a Hindu goddess. However, for the Indian art world, the quarrel over the mother started long before this, and it centered around another well, quite manly man, other than Modi, India's quintessential modern artist, M.F. Hussain. Okay. In 1947, Hussein founded the famous, alongside Souza, a progressive artist group, set up in Bombay on the eve of Indian independence from British rule. Each one of its members of the collective became household names, and we've visited quite a few of them today, like uh, Fath mentioned uh, Raza, Hussein, Souza, Ara, Gaitonde, Christian Kanata, Mehta. And arguably, um, other than when auction prices took over and we're all talking Gaitonde, um, perhaps the best known uh, was Hussein, and certainly the most popular. Um, so, however, in 1995, something happened. 81-year-old Hussein was targeted by Hindutva. So why? Because he painted Mother India in the nude. The first complaint against Hussein related to the eroticism of a sketch he made in the 1970s as part of a series of go on goddesses. That one. The second was for an untitled work that had been labeled Bharat Mata, Mother India, in brackets, so this is his sort of thing, um, yeah, inspiration. So, and, and, and I'll come back to this work. So it's been labeled uh, Bharat Mata in brackets, but the actual, it was untitled. And the label was an auction house actually putting it, you know, allegedly putting it in um, because they thought the prices would go up. And that's in 2000. In, it was a 2005 work, this happened in 2006, and immediately um, Hindutva sort of barged into the, 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 sort of, um, the sort of exhibition for the auction and started slashing things. Um, anyway, so about Hussein. 
um, he, the result was that Hussein was chased out of India in 2006, and he never, never returned. He died a citizen of Qatar in 2011. And for li India's liberal art world, Hussein's exile was a disaster. Because why should an artist famous for references to Hinduism's rich tradition be pilloried for painting a Hindu goddess in the nude? I mean, lots of goddesses are in the nude. So, yeah, okay. Um, yes, so even if we overlook the fact that ancient Indian art has many erotic carvings and adding to this lexicon of, of images should hardly be considered anti-Hindu, Hussein's work is not obviously erotic. In Saraswati, Hussein highlights the evolution of the divinity from her earliest form as the great river, Rigveda, um, to her eventual status as a goddess of music and knowledge. And you can actually, yeah, so all of those references. Anyway. But the right was not to be appeased. Hussein, they argued, was a Muslim. Since he didn't paint Prophet Muhammad in the nude, this must be his way of disrespecting the Hindu tradition. I mean, obviously, it's so logical. Of course, there are lots of issues here. How does someone's religious beliefs have to define their national identity? How do we distinguish between religious, cultural, and national identities? According to Hussein, his Muslim self was only, only increased his affection for India's rich Hindu past. His work valorizes syncretic potential of Mother India, who became a symbol of interfaith Hindu and Hindu-Muslim unity. And he used this incredibly multi-religious iconography. However, Hindutva was not about to agree. For them, Indianness is Hinduness, a particular kind of Hinduness. And clearly, the fight over the mother was at rock bottom a debate about Indianness. How do we define it? Who do we exclude from it? And who has the right, pun intended, to do either? Is Mother India a symbol of salvation, a symbol that is best eschewed, or a fickle, vacillating mummy? Is she simply more trouble than she is worth? I'm beginning to think so. So, in her book, The Goddess and the Nation, <laughs> Sumati Ramaswamy um, mentioned again, charts the victorial life and career of Mother India through the 19th and 20th centuries as she emerges as the embodiment of national unity, unifying India's diverse communities, but also claiming territory. So uh, Sumati's choice of words describing the image of Mother India clad in the national flag included in the 1937 chromolithograph Vande Mataram, I Worship Thee Mother, is particularly revealing. Um, so, the contours of her body, it's a quote, sketch out the mapped outline of India as her tricolor sari with the Gandhian spinning wheel drawn along its borders billows out to claim the territorial space of the emergent nation. In the print, pictures of the first generation of nationalist leaders are embedded within the folds um, of Bharat Mata's flag hued sari. Do I have it? Yeah. Okay, this isn't quite the image that I thought was there, but never mind. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, yes, that's right. <laughs> um, I must have forgotten to copy it. <laughs> um, in in the in the yeah. Uh, so yes, so we have Gandhi, Nero make an appearance, and so do Jesus and Buddha. 
So some of the cleverly notes that the folds of Mother India's sari delineate the territorial spaces of the emerging nation, and I particularly like the sort of territorial spaces. Since the print was fashioned by the Rao brothers in 1937, 10 years before Indian independence, the image also functions as a corroboration of India's proposed borders, i.e. the McMohan line, through the doubled iconography of the myth-infused map. So in other words, um, the mother figures as a symbol of national unification, and that often included Hindus and Muslims. But as she does this, the subtext, even at her most inclusive, is very clear. There's no time for you, Pakistan. Don't touch us, China. Kashmir, well, as an extension of the goddess, of course, we own you. So just look at how she spreads across, herself across the Himalayas. Not very different um, from what's happening here. So the valleys and hills and dales, a metaphor for the newborn young woman, who is also, you guessed it, Mother India. Hilariously, Perry Anderson, who irritates everybody, and I like him lots, um, speaking about Nehru's description of Kashmir's valleys and peaks, giggles at his Barbara Cartland streak. Anderson is correct in a way he is unaware of, because Nehru's beloved Kashmir, beloved inverted commas, is a cipher for the goddess herself. As Indian art historian Gayatri Sinha explains, in Hindu Puranic thought, the land is possessed by a divinity, usually a goddess, and a manifestation that, co that coheres with her body. The description of the goddess um, in, in the Srima Devi Bhagavatam, sorry, my eyes are going funny, uh, circa 12th century, accords to her the earth itself is primal identity. So thus the Puranas fuse territory with the idea of the primal motherland, a divine goddess. And this image was a precedent for the identification of the goddess with the Holy Bharat, or India, during the nationalist period. So Sinha notes a shift from the imagining of India as part and parcel of an empire to a nation with its own claims and desire for territory. And this is like very much like Ananya Kabir, who stresses the idea of desire, um, covetousness, and, well, a sexualized idea of a mother India um, as a desirable woman also kind of blends into the idea of being covetous about territory. And you can see the transition from this kind of image to that kind of image. Um, my point is that the national period Sinha refers to gestures not just to cartographers, but also to India's emerging modern artists. For following the lead of mainstream nationalist iconography, Indian artists worshipped at the altar of the same deity, but with a different style. From the early paintings by Rajiravai Varma, whose image of the Hindu goddess Lakshmi becomes an enduring symbol of Mother India. And we can see how it sort of, okay, there's... Um, this one is my least favorite. Um, yeah, okay. To Abhindranath Tagore's painting of the goddess in a hazy saffron glow, which becomes a symbol of national independence. So that one. Finally, the progressives convert Tagore's romantic depictions of mother as a symbol of modernity and merge these with Euro-American modernist styles, cubism and expressionism, to local aesthetic traditions like Tantra, Tibetan Buddhist mandalas, and Rajasthani miniature painting. They construct a new visual vocabulary from the proceeds of the old one. 
So um, Petraza's ma, mother, um, and you can see like obviously there's an influence there. Uh, and this is my argument, is that this is exactly what Hussein is doing in his construction of Mother India. Um, which is a fusion of Mughal styles, um, also Rajput painting, um, possibly the most syncretic uh, because it has both sort of Persian influences, as you can see, but also a sort of uh, Hindu and Jain influences. And so by quoting from this kind of image, Hussein's iconography is like, it is very much a kind of particular multi-religious definition um, of the secular, of an, of an Indian secular, very Nehruvian in that sense. And it's out of this that you actually get the image of, of Mother India. So spider and the lamp, nobody said anything about this. In fact, it became little stamps um, in the 80s. So just as Ra Raza's um, bindu became a stamp, um, so did Hussein's spider and the lamp. However, this one was not to be tolerated. So I think the question is why? So now we ask, what went wrong? Since when does the symbol of the mother become one that is quite as divisive as all of that? Wasn't the mother meant to be a symbol of pan-Indian unity? Yet Indian Muslims today are unwilling to say her name to Hindutva's commands. Similarly, Hindutva refuses to see her as a symbol of patriotism when she's deployed by a, Muslim, by a modern artist, if he is Muslim. So when Hussein said in his defense to the Hindu bodies, I'm an Indian, I am an artist, and that is all, we must ask what version of Indianness his use of Mother India suggests. For me, it is not incidental that Hussein's Bharat Mata should have fallen foul of the Hindu right. This is because they operate with a different definition of what counts as Indian. My point is that this difference is fought out of the body of the woman as nation, but also that it always has been. As the Bolton theorist Kian Pandey notes, Hindutva's idea of a Hindu Rashtra or Hindu nation first came to fruition in the 1920s, and Pandey traces its genesis to the militant nationalist 1924 pamphlet Hindu Sangathan, Saviour of the Dying Race. So Stradman's pamphlet advocated the building of a Hindu Rashtra temple in every city, and these were meant to worship the mother spirit in three guises, Gau Mata, Mother Cow, Mother Saraswati, or the Hindu goddess of learning, um, and of course, Mother Earth. It should be noted that this is the overworked terrain that Hussein and Raza, as progressive artists, inevitably stepped into with their depictions of Mother India. Pandedo makes two, two things very clear. Firstly, if mainstream nationalism has used the idea of Mother India in its lexicon of images, Pandey underscores that for Hindu nationalism, the symbol of mother is vital too. Um, for bo both Golwakar and um, Sadhanan, the symbol of the community in its modern national form is female, motherland, mother Bharat. Sig significantly, in 1905, Arabindo Ghosh, one of the supposed fathers of Hindutva, was asked, how can one be patriotic? Listen to his reply. Do you see this map? It is not a map but the portrait of Mother India. Its cities and mountains, rivers and jungles form her physical body. All her children are her nerves, large and small. Concentrate on Bharat as a living mother. Worship her with that ninefold bhakti. 
However, as Pandey emphasizes, Hindutva's version of the Hindu nation is exclusive, not inclusive. It sees India as Hindu, um, Hinduism as a, as a nation from time immemorial, feeding off a Vedic Aryan past. It is not about to accept alternate, read Muslim or Christian traditions easily. Therefore, Hindutva's mother India is distinct from the liberal mother India, possibly. So in their images, Mother India is usually young, demurely clad, but always buxom, very fair, i.e. North Indian, and waving a saffron flag. In contrast, the liberal Mother India is clad in the Indian tricolor, which stands for all three communities, white for Christian, green for Muslim, saffron for Hindus. So Hindutva's saffron-waving goddess is an overtly discriminatory mother. Moreover, Hindutva's form um, in, Hindu, in Hindutva's form, she has to be protected from invaders, from foreigners. She's a defenseless damsel calling for male mark, for sort of macho male protection. So no wonder then that Hindutva uses the warrior god Ram as its symbol, and that tormenting Muslim artists, i.e. Hussein, who apparently abuse Mother India's chastity by painting her in the nude is par for the course. Okay. Oh, actually, that's not so bad. I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> not overspread. <gasps> Oops. Okay. So, yeah, so we go from that to the sort of, um, I, I found this on the net, and it's quite funny, deconstructing Mother India, um, whether or not she's a Hindutva symbol. Is it an Indian flag? Okay. And that's Modi, very macho and manly. Given this climate, one could say that it seems obvious that while Muslim, while, while Raza was Muslim, his geometric, desexualized tantric images of Mother Earth, Mata Bhumi, Ma, the Divine Mother, were unlikely to give offense to Hindutvadis, and they didn't. Hussein's reuse of the goddess Saraswati, traditionally Mother India, as well as the naked goddess sprawled across the map of the subcontinent, was a red, or should I say, saffron flag to Hindutva's macho bull. Being a Muslim put Hussein on the wrong foot from the start. The fact that he then painted Mother India in the nude, her exposed body fused with the map of the nation, um, could not have been, as far as they were concerned, anything but an act of sacrilege by their lights, a violation of Hindu sentiments and nationalist ones in one fell swoop. So to argue that Hussein's images were not erotic and that they followed a modernist tradition of experimentation with form were arguments that would and did fall on deaf ears or death, Hindutva years at any rate. So nevertheless, in her defense of Hussein, art historian um, Karen Zitzewit makes ju takes just this line, which I find a, a sort of kind of naive. Um, she argues that Hussein's iconography might borrow from the various religious traditions of India, but they are one step removed from religious belief. As images, they work at the altar of another deity, the temple of modern art. Hence, she says, they're not realistic depictions of femininity or religiosity, they're symbolic ones. And as such, um, Hindutva is wrong. It, it shouldn't castigate. However, I would argue that this is such a precarious position from which to defend the symbol of Mother India, because it shows just how dependent we are on interpretation when it comes to her. 
And naturally, this depends on the political orientation of who is doing the interpreting. If Mother India is claimed across the spectrum of mainstream and Hindu nationalism, and it is by both, how can anyone stop anyone else from reading her as they choose to? So Perry Anderson um, insists that India's propensity to believe in the image of Mother India to heal all wounds can only be, I quote, self-deception on a heroic scale. And actually, I'm tempted to agree, because the dilemma of Hussein leaves us on the doorstep of another dilemma. How can liberals ensure our version of Mother India as inclusive and relatively emancipated is acknowledged as the right version? Right with a small r. Mother India becomes a contested symbol, a war between us and them, but the battle lines are especially hard to define. Perhaps this is why contemporary Indian artists are so ambiguous and even distrustful of our mother dearest. Bad mummy. Hello. Okay. That's it. Uh, half a minute. <laughs> oh, okay, half a minute. You have one more paragraph then. <laughs> um, so Malini's video installation, Sarajan Se Acha, underscores these doubts. Here, a girl is dressed in a salwar kameez with her head covered in a dupatta, and she sings this Indian patriotic song, the best in the world. Um, as we covered earlier today, written by um, the lyrics are... Uh, by the poet of partition, inverted commas, Iqbal. So the girl's clothes suggest she is Muslim because of the kameez, which is also the national dress of Pakistan. The ambiguity of her position as an Indian Muslim singing a patriotic song is thrown into relief. We know that the national song Vande Mataram, um, I Worship Thee Mother, was banned by Indian Muslim clerics because it associates Mother India with the Hindu goddess. On the other hand, Sarajan Se Acha is an acceptable mode of patriotism for Indian Muslims. At Malini's retrospective in Louisiana, the video was projected onto an archway, a literal separation. Hence, the latter becomes a symbol of partition, but with a big P, but also, and this is my point, the divide between competing versions of India, between liberals and Hindu bodies, between Muslims and Hindus. If Mother India reveals these divisions, Malini's in installation of the work on a literal divide, a symbol of partition with a big and small P, may also have gestured to Malini's position on the subject of Mother India. She sits on the fence. As you might have guessed from my presentation, so do I. Thank you very much.